It's about to go down with Mark and Kathy, a live coaching show about dropping ideas. Mark and Kathy coach and have conversations with brilliant idea creators who are reimagining the world through the expression of their words, thoughts, and actions. So the only other thing I was going to say is um, I loved... I love some of the things that we like I had written in my notes and I really like this is Savis, you said, you said something too, that I really, really liked <laughs> Said it's like super hard to make good movies and content. It's easier to critique than it is to create. Yeah. And I loved. Oh that. yes. That was That's a great line. Yeah. And I had yeah. written down after that too, that part of what I wanted to talk about, but maybe not bring up as the main idea it's like, how do you shortcut to great scripts and ideas and stuff like that? Mm. That's an excellent question. I was going to say, do you have the answer? <laughs> well, I don't think I shared that with you guys because I put, I put these. No, I, I remember, I these... Kathy, you, you said you had that idea. You didn't want to say it out loud. Oh, yet. okay. I I did, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I put my super secret, like. Mm -hmm. I have a little, I put, I put like five stars next to something when it's like my super secret thing that I don't want to say in the moment. I'll tell, and you, I had... I'll tell you both right now, if you ask me that now or later and in the moment, I, my answer is probably going to be, there isn't a shortcut. I don't think there is a shortcut. I think it takes work stages. I mean, I'll think about some more. And if you ask me again, I might have a better answer, mm -hmm. but no, 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 but a, they're probably there probably isn't a, I, and I, yeah. Okay. So I don't want to talk about this too much, but I would love to have that conversation as part of the idea because there probably isn't that shortcut that everybody's thinking of, right. Which is like, Oh, just do this thing. It'll shortcut everything, but you can shortcut when you know the right things, I think. Yeah, right. Like, that's what you're talking oh, about. Yes. That's like, right. Oh, I know I need a good editor. I know I need to bounce it off. Cause like, let's say for instance, you try to do a script all yourself that's going to take you a hundred times longer than knowing that, Oh, I need to have a really good editor. I need to bounce it off a bunch of people. I need, you know, whatever. No, that's a really good point. Actually, I was talking to my brother, my brother's an architect. He's kind of semi-retired architect. because He's doing other stuff now, but he's trying to design mm -hmm. this house. Um, it's like he and his wife are doing a, like a vacation house and they're all over the place. Like in a loving way, they have a thousand ideas. And I think this is me, what you're talking about, Cass, which is why I bring it up. There's an organizing principle behind an idea it suddenly helps you decide which way to go. So let's say you just want to build a house. I'll make this up. You want to build a house that's a Tudor style. Cool. Then you know, okay, Tudor style has this, this, and this, and you can play within the lines there. It's the same thing with, I think, a creative enterprise. You have to have an organizing principle. Like, I want to make this fun. Yeah. I want to make it a horror. Yeah. Or I want to make it really sleek and modern sci-fi. I think once you have an organizing principle, this is this is actually really interesting that you ask that question. That's kind of a shortcut, right? You got to yeah. decide what you want to do. You have to make those decisions, those big structural decisions on the outside. And then the inside starts to get much easier. Yeah. Oh my God. See, we'll have so much fun with that, Mark. Yeah, that's really interesting. That's a great question. I like that question. Here's why, here's why I like that question. Um, and my children are getting to know that I say this all the time. The bane of human existence is patience. We don't like to wait for anything, mm -hmm. right? Um, and that's why so many businesses have been successful because they have figured out how to make you wait less time for a taxi, how to make you wait less time at the amusement park, how to wait less time to get your food. So anything with a shortcut, I don't know if there's an answer or not. I believe that there is. But what I can say is anytime we get into a conversation about a shortcut, 
I think you've got more people listening because everybody's looking for a shorter way yeah, to get to right point B. Mark, you're right about that. No, I think it's a really yeah. good way to say that. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think it's a, an amazing way to say it. Yeah. And I saw you write this down, Mark, but when you said organizing principle, I think Mark and I both grabbed our pens. I, <laughs> I really... <laughs> I really like that. So yeah, this is this will be great. It, I love that too because I think you know, Mark. I don't know if you teach this when you teach, and I don't. I don't think you ever really teach specifically about storytelling, right? I mean, that you te- you're more on speaking. I mean, it probably yeah. Comes I mean, out- well, it's funny. Just real quick, I I teach some concepts of storytelling, um, but ultimately the way that I teach speaking communication skills is a lot through storytelling it's through actual storytelling because you're an amazing storyteller but you can't <laughs> just turn your magic on to other people and and right. and one of the things that i that i teach when i'm doing like a whole like i'm doing a workshop i usually teach that which seems so rudimentary like seems really like really low level like duh everybody should know this but i think savis just like really confirmed that people need to know this is I always say, think of what, what type of story is this? Is it like rags to riches? Is it like, is it an overcoming story? Cause then when people, cause if you're in the middle of telling somebody how there was a 10 car crash on the freeway, if you know what type of story it's supposed to be, yeah. it'll help guide your, I mean, and, and you just said it, like, it, it will guide, it'll guide how you put it together. Well, one more thing I would add a story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and to add to that, Kathy, like the more I think we think about like organizing storytelling, I suddenly start to realize that almost everything is storytelling. I mean, mm. any politician will tell you that from their campaign to selling a, a new bill to, I mean, this is what marketing is, isn't it? Storytelling. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Here's the car, here's the watch, here's the, like, it's it's everywhere, which is kind of cool when you peel under the hood of how it works, then you can see it everywhere and then you can kind of deal with it better than make your own right but it's a it's a really important skill that i don't think we totally learn like when we're in school right we learn english in this yeah, country. But we yeah. Don't learn storytelling. right you take a park take a part of book we don't really understand storytelling right that's a, such a huge skill interesting yeah yeah i know oh I love man you, you you make me want to go back to the classroom that was right you because we taught a lot of electives, especially um, in high school. We taught uh, the 12th graders a lot of electives. But we took short stories was an elective, but storytelling itself right. and the skill. Yeah. We no, it's just like, that. This teacher would say, write a story about X and we kind of do it. But we just do it like in a basic way. Where we don't really understand there's, there's structure to it. And it's yes. not that complicated, but it is a skill. It is something that right. we all can use. It's just as much as mathematics, I think, or science. Or like it's, yeah, I, do believe, I didn't think that way until like the last few years. Like I didn't really understand. Yeah. And I think to, to add to your point, I think the way that we teach storytelling, just like we teach public speaking is, um, well, just watch a couple of models of it and then you'll figure it out. It's like, nah. It's so hard to do. It's It's like trying to learn the piano by just watching someone play, right? You can't. Yeah, there's fundamentals. This is the shortcut thing you guys are talking about. There's fundamentals that everyone has to, once you learn the fundamentals, then you can take that shortcut, that leap. That's what that is, I think. Listen, Kathy, I I know we're not not doing this as an episode, but we have to keep this footage. I know. (laughs) It just reminded me. Actually, Mark, you're going to crack up because it just reminded me that I don't think I ever told you because we hung up when we were having conversation with Red Ray. We had 
Savage, you should look him up if you don't know who he okay. is. We had a we had a musician on, and he's such a great musician. Oh, come cool. to find out, he used to be in like he he's from the New York area, and come to find out, in the nineties, he was on their Arsenio Hall show twice. He was on Soul Train like three times. Really. Like, He's super humble, but like his music's really, really, he's, he's, big, he's phenomenal. Okay. He's really yeah. good. Um, his name's Red Ray Frazier. But mm-hmm. at the end of his episode, do you remember we kept going? Mm-hmm. I, we need to keep, we need to ha- tell Maddie when you do the show notes. I just, you just reminded me. So I wanted to tell you, tell her to, to add this. And this might be fun too to like grab this little section, like, and, and say, Hey, this is a behind the scenes scenes conversation. Ooh. It could be, could be kind of a bonus. Could be kind of a little bonus clip, you know. Kathy's okay. power went out, and we decided to keep talking. <laughs> That's a good idea. I'll wear the same thing, so we can keep it consistent. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep it consistent, right? <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Anyway, I I think that this. I really, I this. I am so excited about our conversation because. I think that we're going to, I think this, of all the things that we talk about on our show, I think this is the thing that we're the closest to. So I mm-hmm. feel like our conversation is just going to be one geek out fest. Definitely. That <laughs> might be so lots of, lots of take our own advice and make sure we don't go too far down a rabbit hole that nobody else can understand. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I, talking to you both, I can, there's a lot of overlap I never considered before, which is really interesting for me to think about on my side, right? Like, oh, I speak the same language in a lot of ways. So yeah what you're doing yeah and you know again not to take this too far but because mark doesn't maybe know about this conversation i was having with you separately but um i have a friend mark here that uh, is like a newscaster in portland has been for like 30 years and he wants to start he wants to do a little thing with me where we take somebody and we we take somebody at the beginning and say, oh, here's somebody that has to give a speech or a talk. And then we like work with them for a week. And so we re- kind of record the whole process. Uh, and he's maybe going to pitch it up to his like, you know, to his networks or whatever. And it, and one of the things that I was telling Savas about that I had an idea, because if it's TV show, it's a different, it's a different land. Like you just have to like, you have to you have to make it for the masses right Mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. something that could be interesting to the three of us might not be that interesting and so one of the ideas that i had was like bringing on experts of other things that could maybe help us like if we thought somebody was monotone in their speaking could we bring in somebody that was an interior designer that was really good with color and then say, what do you, what are the things that you look for when you brighten up a room? And then we like, we listen to them and then we go, we need to brighten up the room that you're mm. creating with the story and stuff like that. And so um, anyway, those are, when you said that the connection, you didn't really see it before, Savas, I, I think it's interesting to try to find that inspiration in other places, you know? Yeah, yeah there's a probably well-known story now. I think Bill Gates used to, you guys may know this, but he used to, when he was still heading Microsoft, he would seclude himself into a cabin for a weekend, let's say. He'd bring a dozen books and just read, but they were all different disciplines. And the point yeah. was that, you know, like history, fiction, you just let them all, because you they, different disciplines can trigger ideas in different right. ways, right? So you could read a book about art, all of a sudden, oh, you know, but you, mm. you get what I'm saying, but that there is, oh, a, there is yeah. a lot of use to just looking at something that's completely outside your comfort zone of knowledge, because it can inspire something in your own oh my god! Work. I had this idea just the other day. I was we were talking about 
my my brother-in-law's name it's indian right and it's so it's it's hari kushamaker right and it's spelled mm-hmm. it's really long k u s u m a k a r so we were talking about how to pronounce things and and stuff and i i typed into google how to pronounce and then all these things came up and then it made me it it triggered my brain to go maybe i should create a session or a thing called how to pronounce story and that just mm-hmm. be the fun way to say like how do you pronounce story <laughs> But yeah, it just came from like yeah. another conversation. Yeah. And I love, like, I'm a fan of, I love the movie Halloween. Like I've been a fan of Halloween and I'm, I, I think it's hilarious that if you go back to the original mask, when they were doing the first movie and they didn't have enough budget that they just took a Captain Kirk mask and look it up, like Google it. It's such a cool thing to see the, see the transformation. So they took it and then they just cut the holes bigger. They sprayed the face appliance white so that it would be completely white, whited out. They kind of melted a little bit right here. And then they messed up the hair. <laughs> wow. Now you say that, I kind of feel like I am looking at Shatner the whole time. <laughs> right. It is. It actually is. Isn't it funny? That is, that is superb. I did not know that. And so maybe we should talk about some of these. So maybe we should talk about some of these things and because there's plenty of there's there. I I love that there's there. And I love what you just said earlier, too. You can pull the hood up and see it, see stories everywhere. I mean, you're just just dropping like (laughs) to me, that's a kind of a it's almost a life hack not to go too far with it. But I'm sure if someone's working in advertising and they know how an advertisement works, right, how they set it up with pictures and music you have 30 seconds or a print ad. And then once you're in the real world, you see, oh, I know what that's trying to do. I think storytelling is that skill looking at the, once you understand how the mechanism works, it is, to me, it's like a bit of a life hack. I'm not saying it's going to change someone's life, but it is an extra dimension of perspective to help illuminate anything that around you in the world. I, I really believe that. Like it really, I do think oh, once you understand I, how the story works, like, oh, I get it now. So it's not just watching television, but again, like mm-hmm. I'll just go back to politics. Once you hear, once you see someone give a press conference and say, like they're just announcing some big bill or something, like there's a, there's a story there. Like, oh, I see yeah. what they're doing. Like again, yeah. not good or bad, but it just sort of helps to decipher. So you're not, you kind of get where they're coming from. Anyway, to me, it just adds a dimension to everything. I really do, th- anyway, not to go on about it, but I think it's a, it's a useful skill. That's all. Yeah. All right. I got, I got, I got one other for you. Um, since we're going down rabbit holes on this one and I was actually <laughs> recently, I love looking, this rabbit hole. yeah, I was recently looking up to see where I found it. So I'm, I'm still looking to research to, to refine it, but I read the movie finding Nemo, mm-hmm. um, which I don't think I've actually seen or seen the whole thing, but apparently there was a scene with Nemo's father that I think was towards the end of the movie. And then they moved it to the beginning of the movie. I don't know if either of you have seen Finding Nemo, so I don't really know what I'm talking about. But apparently they had to move this one particular scene because when they showed it in preview to a couple of audiences, um, without having that scene in the beginning, the audience had a different reaction to Nemo's father that was kind of adverse to what the filmmakers wanted. So they had to move the scene mm. to change the way that people would endear to the character. Apparently, they didn't like the character. Um, 
until and, the and end. It's an, <laughs> and, and, and it's an original lineup. So I always geek out about stuff like that because I like to always have conversations. Mm-hmm. This is the English teacher me about, well, why did you put that scene there? Right. Or even when you're writing a sentence, like, why is this sentence here? So I, I love the idea that you could take pieces and kind of move them around. And that's another level of thinking in terms of putting your stories together. So I got to find that article it. again. Yeah, we should we should find that because you just hit the, a few nails on on their heads right there, Mark. So one, having the test audience is one of those editors I've been trying to talk about. Right. It was like you have feedback to understand like, oh, story isn't working what we thought it was, which you wouldn't know without another perspective. Right. And the other thing you just said, Mark, that again, in the last few years of my career, I'm trying to figure out, like a lot of people when they talk about storytelling, I, I would guess even speaking in public, right? Oh, I'm this person and I come from this background. I don't want to talk about, but in a story, you can also flip the order of something and mm. create mm-hmm. a better, more of an effect, right? right? And a lot of modern television does that. Like you'll see, I think White Lotus, which I don't watch really, but I've seen the first episode of last year. So the first episode starts with a character being dead, right? And then you go back in time and here's what happened yeah. before that, right? You know, it's, like it's, it's more common now, but the point of that is like, it's more effective. You're hooked at the beginning. Like, oh, who's dead, right? If you just start yeah. with everyone arriving at the hotel resort, hi, I'm Joe, I'm John, right? Cool, but that's the point you're making about changing the order of something to create another level of storytelling or another level of communication. Yeah. It's, it's like this, Kathy, you were talking about this accident thing earlier. I think you were saying this, but what kind of story it is. But you'd say, I was walking down the street and you'll never believe what happened to me. This car exploded in front of me, right? Whatever. And yeah, then you go, yeah. Whoa, wait, what, do you, what do you mean? It's like, well, okay, okay. I was going here and I was going here and I was doing this. I was going so it's completely out of order, but you've cooked your audience right at the beginning, right? Yes. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. No way. Or like, you'll never believe what happened to me. Instead of just saying, I went to the store and I bought this thing and then I saw an accident. You can say, you'll never believe what happened. Like the very beginning, you've already mm-hmm. given it, right? That's, that's yep. the whole point about order, which yes. is... Storytelling, again, back to this yeah. issue. Yeah, it, just to geek out on, on that for a second, too, is like when I, I, I literally tell that very thing to people when I'm talking about storytelling, I, I, I'm like, sometimes a movie will start at the end because yep. it's more it's it's more interesting and it pulls you in. And the vivid details matter. So then you have to decide what details matter. If I take five minutes to, to get to the accident, who cares? My alarm went off. If there's no reason for you to know why my alarm went off at 6 a.m., there's no reason for you to see right. that hey, I got Exactly, yes. yes. There's yes. no yes. reason for you. Like, why? <clears throat> but if there is a reason, that's different. If, if somebody yeah. turns off an alarm at 6 a.m. and there's some reason it's going to connect to later on, that's okay. So, yeah, just kind of knowing here's the vivid details that 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 create the context that are needed. And then these are the ones I don't need. And usually most people are really bad they want to tell you all the things because in their mind, it makes sense. I have to tell it in a linear fashion. Oh, I went, mm. I went to the store. I, I needed to get, we ran out of milk. It was crazy. And then they go down this <laughs> like the left field. We ran out of milk. It's crazy. Like we always run out of milk at the end of the week. I don't know why we buy 10 gallon, like whatever. <laughs> well, now I, I'll tell you, here's, here's another level of that. Sometimes when I'm working with people, I see them, they're, they're so stuck in their brain with trying to get, the perfect version of the story. And so I often tell them, no, just to, for, at this process, tell me everything. Um, yeah. You know, stop yeah. trying to, or, or, you know, when kids are writing an essay, stop trying to go for the 100 words. I know it said 100 words only, 
get everything out and we can always chisel it down. But, you know, I, I sometimes find people trying to be perfectionists right from the start. It's like, right. we'll get there. We'll get there. We do the same like thing in, in the TV world, Mark, from the script to the editing. Like a lot of times we get into this tab, like, I want to make this first cut great and perfect. But you, you really can't. You kind of have to have all the warts. You got to lay it all out. You got to make it too long. Yeah. Along, and then you look at it and go, oh, you know what? This part's really good. This part's not so good. Let's just cut that out. But you can't do it. Like if you're trying to paint, if you've ever, I'm jumping around here, but I remember I went to, um, uh, it's in Madrid. It's I forget the name of the museum. But you, do you know Picasso's painting Guernica, that big giant uh, World mm. War II? If yep. you look it up, Mark, you'll see. It's, it's okay. really famous. It's like, it's like this. It, it, it made a big statement about the, the German Nazis bombing in Spain during the Spanish Civil War in this town called Guernica, and Pablo Picasso made this huge mural sketch. The point of that is that in this museum, you can see the stages underneath um, the final version. So they show pictures of, he drew these characters over here and these symbols over here, then he painted over it and went over here, went over here. You look at the final version and it looks very little like that first version. Like here you have this masterpiece that the whole world sees, mm. but he had to do, and there's like a couple parts left, but he didn't, even Picasso didn't start with this, I know where I'm going to go, it's perfect, I'm done. Even Picasso, who's one of the most arrogant artists of all time, who declared <laughs> himself a genius over and over again, right? Even he is doing this layer of, this is what you're talking about. Like you, you mm. it's no reason to be perfect. Get the idea out there and then look at it and then go, okay, this is the way to make it. The, the, I always find the chisel is sometimes the best part of the entire story. And then to get it to the point, and Kathy, I always give a nod to you on this one. Um, the whole idea of being able to cut it down until you get to a point where if you cut out anything else, you don't really have oh. a great story anymore. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I, I grabbed that from the design world. What I say, what I always say is perfect design is, is supposed to be when nothing else can be removed. It's at its simplest form. You know, that's what design in like architectural design, your brother would probably understand that, Savas, right? Like when there's something or any kind of design, maybe painting or whatever, that's supposed to be the thing is when nothing there's a, more. There's a lot of overlap with what you're saying. Again, back to kind of what we do. I mean, we have a time limit, so we have to get down to a certain amount of time. And, and you know, there's that terrible phrase in, in Hollywood, you know, killing your babies. Have you ever heard that one? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you have to give it this stuff you really really like because you don't need it right? that's the thing that's what you're talking about like how right. slim can you make it the slimmer you can make it the better it really is until you do <laughs> knock out a foundational piece <laughs> you know when it happens like i i, I won't get bore you with details but i did this just happened on a, a cut we were working on it's like let's cut this let's cut this and we somebody else fought like this doesn't make any sense like no you're right let's <laughs> kind of put some stuff back in so that that happens yeah yeah God, it's going to be so fun to talk about this. I, I would yes. love to have this conversation too, because I don't, I don't know, Mark, if you do this too. I, we really haven't talked about this, which is weird, but like I use, I use this thing that I created. I call it the idea map. Ooh. And this is like a mm. tool that I use with everybody. Uh, I use it all the time and people end up loving it because I don't, I think a lot of people aren't, they don't find themselves to be good writers even if they're good writers like a lot of people mm. just don't think I'm a good writer a yes. lot of people get stuck on writing and so I've always had people not start their speeches or talks like if somebody's giving a TED talk by writing it 
I don't say kill your baby sabes. I say you get married to things and you can't, you don't want to put things in there that you get married to. So like, let's just first start with the idea. Let's kind of roughly say what the ending will be. And so I do it the opposite way. I don't let people write. And it'd be interesting to see how you do it with script writing and stuff. Do you do some kind of bone thing like that where you have the foundation first or do, or do you have like, I don't know. It just would be interesting because for me, I don't let people start there. No, I would love to see that chart more closely, but you're, you're right. There's just, I'm sure there's a hundred methods to do it, but I think I find with my experience, people I've worked with as well, it really helps to lay out a roadmap of the beats. Like here are the main beats you want to hit. And then you start to build those together. Then you'll see if it's too big or whatever, but it's really hard to start from scratch. The kind of what you said earlier, Kathy, without knowing exactly where you're going, like you kind of have to know yeah. where you're going. Where's the end? Yeah. Fact, there's a lot of retrofitting happening. I've realized in, in again, my TV business, it's like, you, you, what's the end? And then find the beats yeah. that the end. Because if, yeah. if you go the other way, yeah. you might not end up where you need to end up. Yes. So, yes. And that's what I did on the idea map is I started, I have it numbered. There's five things on there. Number one is first having the idea. So that, what's the idea of your talk? And then number two is the close. You come up with the close first. Mm, that's <laughs> really, a, that's really smart. Because if you know where the close is, you know how to open, like, you know, like, that's you know how to really put that smart, string actually. in there. From there. Yeah, that's, I think it's really smart. That's really it, it's, yeah, it's, I will tell you, it's it's very smart. And yet I always felt like a hypocrite when I used to teach. When I taught my public speaking class at the high school, I would tell them, like, that's what, that's the best piece of advice. When you're constructing this speech, after you've come up with the idea, come up with the close. And I would always tell my students, but I'm a hypocrite. I like coming up with the intro first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a hypocrite, though. I mean, I you should come up at the end because you suck. But <laughs> but but with all that said, if I had to be truly reflective, I think it's because I do know what the end is, but I have so much fun creating the end. Yeah. Well. Oh, yeah. I mean, the opening is I, you. That's the hook. It's amazing, right? Like you mm. gotta. And then I kind of write on my on my idea map, and this is I. You know, I started using it with like you know, Ted talks when I coach people, but then I really notice it worked with my corporate clients too. But, you know, it's like the opening should challenge the way people think. If you already know how you're going to close, you don't, nobody wants to hear you talk. If you're talking about something and they're like, yeah, I just violently agree with everything that you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, there should be a little bit of like, I'm, cha- I'm going to challenge the way that you think. I'm going to say something shocking. I'm going to, I'm going to, again, no, no complete formula, but like, how do you challenge, how are you challenging the way that they think? So, yeah. Like first I have confessed, I've watched several Ted talks just to see how the ideas are presented because they're really Mm. smart ways of telling story again. I think they're really good. So that's, that's one. And and then two, that what you just said about the beginning, there's this kind of weird uh, or not weird, but the very basic formula you'll see in television all the time, which is everything you thought you knew about, X is wrong. Like in documentary yeah. world, here's the real story. Even though nothing yeah. is really, really new. It's like everything you thought you knew about the Roman Colosseum or Rome or ancient Rome or UFOs is wrong. And it's that top part. It's like, oh, what's going on? Right? Like you have to create that. What, what didn't I know? Right? Yeah. 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 Exactly. And, but it's true. So there's a guy that I follow. Um, there's a guy that I follow on Instagram and his, his uh, handle is idea soup. And he just talks about things in the past and things, and it's all information that you're like, 
wow, really? He'll just take some random little thing and blow it up. And it's, he goes all over the map. He goes history. Mm. Sometimes it's about science. And, and I think humans are wired to loving that information. We just love love that. We're like, what? Oh, that interesting little thing that I didn't know. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We do like that. We do like that. Well, you had asked me, what what do I do? Um, You know, clearly you've got the idea map. One of the things that I did when I was teaching elementary school kids, and now I use it with the adults, is this five finger exercise. Mm. And so I tell everybody, and I, I actually drew out a piece of paper with the five fingers, but the, 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 aside from the illustration, the concept is to just think of five people that you know who have taught you something that you know um, was helpful or beneficial, uh, right? And I give them some time to just think of five people. And then I ask them to think of what that lesson was. And then, uh, and for one of those people, or we could do all five people, is to then think about the moment when that lesson was taught. Um, and I like to do that because mm-hmm. I often find that people have a really hard time because um, I think we struggle with giving credit to ourselves for things. And so we kind of have a hard I don't have an idea. Captain, we this all. I don't have an idea. I don't know what to talk about. And then it's, it's sometimes we are shaped by things that other people have said to us. So, for example, my wife and I were watching the Today Show this morning, and there's this, she, she created a food truck out in Harlem. And now she's going all over Brooklyn. And yeah, I'm sure she's going to get tons more business now that she was on the Today Show. And my wife, Lauren, was asking, like, what's her story? And it turns out her husband passed away during COVID. Um, like, life was getting really rough for her. And she was in a deep, dark place. And it was her granddaughter who came to her and said, Grandma, when are you going to start cooking for everybody else again? Mm-hmm. Mm. And that was it. You know, mm. to me, that was one of the fingers on the hand. And it came from somebody else who then sparked something in you that created that story. So, yeah, I always like the five-finger exercise. we got to think about the other people in our lives who create the stories for us sometimes and create the ideas for us. So. Mm, that's really I interesting. I love that. I like that, yeah. yeah. I like that a lot. That is yeah. awesome. Mark, you did that. You made us do that the other day on the show. We did that. <laughs> that's we didn't right. call it the five-finger, right. but we just, like you said, three people. I love that. That's such a good, yeah, mm. it's really good. The Savas, do you keep any, like, I know we're super geeking out and we should definitely probably stop. Although this should be just like a little mini bonus. Right, expert, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's going to be one of those things where like, we're going to show like a very special episode. Yeah, this is like a, going to be like a special bonus episode because this has been awesome. a great conversation. I'm sitting in my windowsill right now because I, I don't know what happened, but the light oh, over there I just power back. That's awful, yeah. Um, do you ever, do you keep like, do you keep any kind of like, I teach people to keep a story file. Do you, do you gather anything, Savas, just to have things that you can pull inspiration from? Like, like for instance, there was an, 
there was like an Italian opera singer. I read about him a long, long time ago. And I, now I've never been able to find his name again. But there was like this Italian opera singer that people loved from like, you know, probably from the 1800s, early times. And he would keep a book. And every time somebody said an interesting word, he would write down the word. And so then people were always like, wow, how do you have all these like beautiful, brilliant mm. lyrics? And he's like, I could never come up with these lyrics. Just like if I just sat down and blah, mm. like, and it was more like, I'm constantly gathering them. And so I always like in my storytelling workshop, I have people keep a story file. And that's one of the questions I asked Mark, but I didn't do it as brilliantly as that. Like the five fingers, I just say, what's like one of the most important lessons you've learned in life and where did you Mm -hmm. learn it from? But I find when people keep a a story file, like I have over, I think I have over 1500 entries in it right now. I've been doing it for years. Mm -hmm. And then I started tagging them, but I can even just go through and kind of skim through it. And it helps me to like, if I'm going to tell a story or I have to put something together, it really helps. So I wonder if you do anything like that or where, where do you draw from? Mm. Like, if you have to sit down and go, okay, I have to make these bones right now of this script or this story. How do you, how do you do it? Uh, I like that question. That's a good one. I mean, a couple of things came to mind. So one part of my career is coming up with ideas to build projects around, whether it's a show or a special or a series, whatever, or just coming to a project I'm on with, an, Hey guys, let's think about this one. Um, and that a lot of times, Kathy, I think it's sort of noting, this is the personal journey here, noting when I feel like some something curious, like, oh, wait, I didn't know that. So I could be in a museum, which I was recently. I'm taking pictures of some of the texts or, or something, like some person mm-hmm. or some artifact, like, that's weird. I took a picture of that. I'll be reading an article. I'll like highlight something. I'll save it. So it's like a collection of stuff. I'm like a little, mm-hmm. like, what are those birds that like, forget the bird that like takes all the stuff and this, <laughs> they just steal from everywhere. So it's kind of that, but it's like, sometimes it's a small thing that triggers this idea. But like, for example, I was um, reading some article on NASA website and they created these cool space posters, like pretend space posters. So if you remember the 1920s, 30s, 40s, 50s, those old rail advertisements, like, oh, go see Yosemite or, you know, go take a yeah. cruise ship to Europe. They yep. created these like pretend uh, space posters for like go see Saturn, go see Jupiter, go see Mars. It was, it was really, really cool. Like, yeah. the of these places. Oh, and that got me spinning for like a year on an idea for a project just to see that kind of stuff. So that's that's one. On the second thing I thought of when you said, when you asked me that question, you explained that. I, I heard this really cool idea. Um, I forget where I heard it, but it was sort of do a daily diary, but like a sentence or two, right? So you just mm-hmm. think at the end of the day, just write down two sentences of what happened that day. And the next thing you know, you've got the, this whole collection of, moments in your mm. life and it it it's somehow I, I did it for a while i kind of come back to it occasionally but that's kind of a cool way to kind of see like perspective that. on on your own and i think it's, you said it, mark earlier or kathy just like there's there's meaning and it's kind of feeding up what you said mark with the five influences like there's a way to find these things that happen that we may miss because we're so busy every day like oh wait a minute that thing happened and it was really mundane but that was important. You can look back at it. Anyway, I can give you more details, but that's those are two things that I feel like can be helpful to. Okay. So I just had this crazy idea, Savas, and I think it would help you more than it maybe helps Mark and I, but maybe not. I don't know. Let me, let me, let me tease this out loud for a second. So I, I journal a lot of things and I, I keep all my stories in this one space. And then I have like concepts that I come up with. So if I see something, say I, I gather some of the same, if I see something, I have an idea, I'll write it down and I'll put it in like another little area called like concepts, things, ideas. Mm-hmm. But I also do this other thing that was very personal to me. Um, 
And I wonder if I can't blend this. So here's what it is. I keep a dream log and I dream a lot and my dreams are always really weird. And so I had my nieces out, out visiting right now. And I had this crazy dream. I woke up on Christmas morning. I had a dream that um, I had this dream that she got kidnapped. Right. And mm-hmm. so I, it was, it was like emotional. And I was like, how, and then there were some details that were weird. And I wonder I wonder if keep, and I just usually write, like I write the date that I woke up and then I like write one line about the oh, dream. Like, okay. Maya got kidnapped. And then in, in, usually in the body of it, I'll put a couple of the details if they're weird, but I wonder if that's not an interesting thing to pull from sometimes is some of the I things that try we- it. I might try. Cause I remember a couple of times waking up with like, this is the best idea ever. And then a minute later, I forgot it, right? Genius. And then it's like, I forgot it. But I might try that. I, I haven't. I haven't. That's a good idea. If I don't do it when I'm laying in bed, like I usually will forget about it. And it's It'll those weird yeah. details that seem interesting, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. that was a weird detail. Like I wouldn't have probably came up with that myself, you know, in my conscious thinking or whatever anyway i don't know that might be something interesting no i never thought about that but i keep that because i can't tell sometimes i'm sure it's the same for you too but in a dream it can be something that can feel really emotional right you're really sad or really scary or really mm-hmm. exciting and later looking back it's like that's not exciting at all is it because i've <laughs> forgotten the cool stuff or is it because <laughs> of the heightened state i don't know of, of consciousness but i i'm now going to experiment i'm going to try that and see what happens that is a good idea yeah yeah that, that would be cool mark you should try it too then you should like write like it just a couple sentences you made me think about it Savis, when you said the couple sentences of what you do every day i was like mm-hmm. i know i, I like that, that. it's it a just cool would be little insane. thing yeah yeah sorry Ken. Yeah. no you go ahead go ahead it's cool yeah no no i just like it, when i say a couple sentences i remember you know writing like oh today i got whatever caught in traffic and then i was going to this thing and i missed it and blah 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 and i was feeling whatever really upset or nervous or anxious whatever it is it doesn't sound like a lot but then when you you kind of look back at a collection of a dozen or 20 or 30, whatever there is, there's something interesting about, like it doesn't have to be profound, but just the collection of there's something interesting in them. What's the word I'm looking for? Like mundane details. They do have, I don't know how to say, it. I'm not saying it very well, but there's, there's meaning in, in the mundane. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. There is. Right? There is. Like we, there absolutely we, all, is. we all have these kind of lives and we're like, Oh, every day is the same or whatever. It's not that interesting, but it kind of, it can be like these little things holding a door open for somebody or seeing a dog that's stray or some lady trying to cross the street. I mean, it can be very mundane stuff. It, it, can, be. it can be really interesting when you look back at it. So that's a problem. Yeah. Like, you know, on, on hum- humanity sometimes. You actually said, so that was another thing I had written down in my notes, Mark. I don't know if you had written this down when we talked to Savas back in November, but you had all, you had said something very similar to that which was you said that when you're doing like a documentary or something some of the most important parts of it are when you go and you like interview somebody and they have this perspective and it seems mundane and i don't you didn't say the word mundane at the time but you're like to them it just seems like this everyday thing or whatever but you said that those were some of the most interesting parts of scripting or whatever is to go hear this person's perspective on whatever it is you're saying i think you're saying something in a better way than i was trying to say it so i'll use a dumb example if someone is um okay let's say a surgeon who's saving lives every day right and to them every day becomes mundane right oh Mm -hmm. another cardiac arrest oh another you know bullet wound whereas any one of those little moments is the most shocking thing that i've seen probably that year 
right? So that yeah. person tells you that story of that one day, it has a huge impact on any one of us who aren't in that field. So it doesn't have to be as dramatic as a, as a, as a surgeon, but you can see how someone's every day is really, really boring to that person, but it's fascinating to somebody else because they don't see it. They don't know it. Anyway, I think that's, I think that's what you said. That. I think that's can be true. You just captured why, especially the last five years of the job I was doing when I was, when I was doing career coaching for the educators in New York city, why it was so fascinating because working on people's resumes was exactly that. Mm. They started to look at their work over the course of their career as, I mean, that's just what I do, right? right. Just, I right. teach English, yeah. I teach math. And to be able to sit down with people for 60 minutes and ask them a couple of questions and then jar their memory. And then by the end for people to say, oh man, either one, I forgot about that or two, wow. I really have done some great yes. things, right? <laughs> and, yeah. and, and, and one of the last people that I coached when I was still in that job said something that, that really stuck with me. Um, she said it was self-validating. Hmm. And I really appreciated hearing that because she said, you know, sometimes we forget. And sometimes, sometimes as a result, because we forget, you know, we don't feel appreciated by our own selves. And we feel like we're not bringing anything. And just to be able to resurface those moments that get lost in the everyday um, really helped a lot of people. I, you know, Mark, I see it all the time, too. You, 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 remember, you trigger a memory. You know, usually it's close colleagues, friends that trust me with their resume. Like, hey, kid, take a look at this. Mm. And they're like, gosh, I apply for this job. And I look at it like, do you have any idea how much cool stuff you have on here? Like, do you have any clue? Like, all this, like, I look at this, like, oh, my gosh. Like, this is, what do you mean? You're overqualified for this. Like, are you sure? Right? This is what you're, you're saying. It's yes. like, it's kind of a, it's weird that we kind of forget that, 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 yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy. You need that outside view sometimes to remind you how, how much we, we do, how much our lives are so unique and interesting, right? Because we do it every day. So, yeah. yeah well, well I, I think it's funny that we, I think so many people strive to be special or, you know, to, to, to do something great or monumental. And yet, when we talk about ourselves, it's like, I wish I was like that. But but I feel uncomfortable saying anything that might make me feel that way. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I, I think, too, I think, too, when you're helping somebody mark with their resume or Savas, when you are, too, it's that thing that you said, brilliant writers need brilliant editors. Yeah, I mean, that you're, you're helping people. When you look at somebody's resume, you're helping them see those things that I don't think that they saw. You're able to pull the brilliance out of it. They're able, yeah. you know, a good editor will pull the brilliance out of it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's storytelling. Again, like what story are you telling about yourself? You know, whether it's yes. for a job or, you know, a talk for something. It's it's that again. Yeah. Storytelling is what story you're telling about yourself. Well, uh, That's what it you, is, you, right? It really you, is. Yeah. You just keep them coming. <laughs> I mean, I think I'm feeding off you guys because... You know, listening to what you're saying and the work you do, there's so much over. I mean, again, you're dealing with individuals. I'm dealing with topics, essentially, but it's the same. Mm -hmm. It's the same. We're yeah. just moving things around so they, they resonate with, in a way, right. with a certain audience. It's it's, it's interesting to talk to you both because yeah. it's it's making me see my own stuff and with a new perspective. It's like, oh yeah, <laughs> it's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. 
Man, well, then imagine when we do the actual episode. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I love that we still had this long conversation, and this is by far the longest pre-conversation we've ever had before a show, for sure. Very enjoyable, very enjoyable. I do hope that we put this out there as some kind of bonus episode, because I think that it would be kind of fun for everybody that watches our show to see that we, we we usually have a short conversation, but this conversation was is worthy of it as its own episode because this mm. is we have these conversations just to just to kind of get out there and have the episode but honestly this is the work that all three of us do when we're working with our clients or when we're working in our in our spaces like yeah. this is what we do we just we talk ideas we talk structure we talk bones we talk foundation we talk brilliance we talk about stories we talk about how the order in which to put them in like we talk about what I to think- cut yeah, I think at the at the base, what you're saying, Kathy, is there are principles. Maybe this is back to the shortcut idea. But there are principles here. Like we don't have to feel lost with projects, whether it's right. a TV show or, or a conversation or even right. a, or a resume, right? Like there are basic fundamental structures, like with any mm-hmm. skill. If you find these basic structures, suddenly it's not so hard. It's not so overwhelming. Right. Yeah. It can actually be objectively better. But if you don't know where to look, or you don't know what the structures are, then it's really hard, right? But yeah. But whether we learn them in a book quickly over a lifetime through experience like eventually we get them we get it yeah. or if we I, want them i started thinking about that too like probably in your field more service than the people that we deal with like i, I started thinking about it one time when I, I was thinking about you know movies and how people end up becoming you know actors actresses singers performers whatever there's an ecosystem to everything in this world and all you need to do is figure it out and so anybody that's ever made it has probably just went in figured out the ecosystem and worked it not that it's not that it's easy it's not that it's not that it doesn't and so that is your same point about the sh- there's no shortcut like if you wanted to be a famous actor or actress it's not that there's there's not a shortcut to the work that you need to do but you mm-hmm. do need to figure out the things that you need if that ecosystem of like, well, do I need an agent? Do I need, do I, what do I, you know, what are the things that I need in order to make that a possibility is what yeah, I'm absolutely. I don't think anyone's going to ever show up in Hollywood and then get to a big blockbuster movie the next day, right? It doesn't work that right? way. And just no one's going to step up on the stage without having done any research or thinking and be able to deliver any kind of coherent monologue. Right. You, yep. are, like, you can't, like you have to it's find out, like, yeah. use your word, yeah, to use your language, there's an ecosystem or, or algorithms on the way to think about it. Like there's basic fundamental, there's a formula to how you can get to that. Then you can paint within the formula, but you have yeah. to understand the formula first, yeah. right? Yeah. You actually just love- described the, the 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 plight of teaching. Um, kids sometimes are like, why are you teaching us these basics? And then, you know, the further along you get in teaching, they're like, why do you keep teaching these kids this five paragraph essay thing? And it's like, because you have to teach them the ecosystem, the algorithm, the foundation. And then once they get the foundation, oh, they can paint masterpieces. I, yeah. it's, it's a truism. I really, again, this is, I'm not saying that, I'm not the first person to say this, but you can't, you can't break the rules until you learn them, right? Once you know the rule, then you can break all of them. Because I think, that's, a, them. Yeah. I think that's the nine and a half rule. <laughs> That's my book. The half rule is know the rules and know when to break them. I, I have these nine principles. That's right. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. No, it's completely true. Because if you go in and don't know the rules and you start doing stuff, it's gonna it's not gonna work. But if you know yeah, the rules yeah. and understand what's behind the rules and why they're there, then you can figure out. Oh, I actually don't need that one right now. Or I can bend exactly. this exactly. 
but I know the rule and here's why I'm going to break it on purpose. And yep. so, yeah, exactly. Oh my God. Yep. You just, yep. That was the whole problem. Oh, yep. 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 <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, this conversation is so, I cannot wait to have the show. I'm going to talk to you two for literally hours. So we have yeah, to, we could geek out on this stuff forever. And I do think people yeah. listening would find it useful because we all do this for a living. And so I think that they would find it very useful to understand how it can correlate to their lives, to the way well, people that, tell that stories. Be, and, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, that would be the point of someone listening in that there are some again fundamentals here that can apply in a lot of places um, not just in our you know narrow world of yes. tv or you know whatever but yes. um yeah yeah cool. So. cool awesome well why don't we cut it here we've talked about so much um, i think we i think we're great i can't wait to have the actual episode sorry that my power went out and i'm sitting in a oh, window it's okay, Kathy. Um, right. so i've got the third at 5 30 um eastern time if that yes. needs to change let me know but for now i think that's okay on my end so Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, listen, continue to have the rest of this happy holiday season. Kathy, I'm sure I'll talk to you before the ball drops, but happy new yes. year. Happy 2023. Um, and I'm definitely looking forward to getting together for some more geeked out talk um, oh, when we get together Me on the too. third. <laughs> yeah, same here. Let's hope you get power back soon, Kathy. That's yes, yes, yeah. please be safe. Be safe and be warm. Okay. Thanks, you guys. Yeah, have a great week. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. And I'll, I'll see you guys will be the first people I see in the new year as far as yes. this cool. goes. So I'm happy. Okay. Nice. Awesome. Nice. All right. Take, take care. Bye-bye. Right. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.